Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Travel and Tourism Podcast, my first season. My guest today worked for Club Med from 2011 to 2017. Her first season was in Club Med Cancun as a salsa instructor, but then later switched to become a circus geo. So that means she can dance and fly. Nice. She is from Mexico and studied TV production in university and has been living in New South Wales in Australia the last four years. And you all know how much I love Australia, so we're going to talk a little bit about that too. Please help me welcome the one and only Marifer Calderon. Marifer, how are you? G'day, mate. Hola. Oh, nice. <laughs> the Spanish, Spanish, Aussie greeting. Yeah, was, yeah. well, I guess the people that know you are going to be really, going to be listening really intently to this to see how much your accent has changed, right? I'm sure, yeah. I I don't even know what kind of English or how do I even sound when I speak Aussie English? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a cool mix, I guess. <laughs> yes. I mean, right before your interview, I interviewed a, a geo I worked with on the beach and he's been living in Australia for 2006, an American geo, and his accent is almost completely Aussie now. It's and impossible I, not to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's still, even now today, after what, 15 years, he's still hearing words, Aussie words that he's never heard before and he thinks they're making it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for, for coming on. You know, you came uh, highly recommended from Jesse Rachel. So shout out, Jesse Rachel, if you're listening. Yay. So, yay. <laughs> and uh, like we said, your first season was in Cancun. But before that, I was curious, like, where, how did you find out about Club Med? I mean, I know there are quite a few in um, Mexico, but do you recall when you first heard about it? Was it someone that you knew went to Club Med or you saw an advertisement somewhere? So it's a quite funny story. My One of my colleagues that we were working on the TV channel, he stopped working for the TV and then he went to work for Club Med. And one day he called me just to catch up and he's like, you will love this job. You should apply. And I was like, mate, I'm here to make television. It's not going to happen. And he was like, you're going to like it. You should. And then that stick to my brain. And then I started doing some research and I saw that they were doing interviews slash castings for Club Med. And I was like, you know what? I have nothing to lose. If he says that I'm a fit, I might be a fit. And the rest is history. <laughs> okay. But. So yeah, you went in as a salsa instructor at first. So is that something that you did? Um, like, did you learn how to dance and you were a salsa instructor before you went to university? Not at all. I In Mexico, you have to learn how to dance. Like you will go to a wedding, to any party, everybody's dancing. So I never really, yeah, maybe I never told them in love, but I never actually thought salsa like ever. I just like to dance. I always like to dance. And when I did my interview for Club Med, we were divided in groups of five or 10, something like that. And then we needed to create a new scenario. And my group, someone had a guitar at the moment. So someone was singing, another person was playing the guitar and I was dancing. So I guess because I was dancing on my interview, they were like, oh, she can dance. And, and okay, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So did you like, uh, like, I guess you assumed that you, it wouldn't be a problem if you had to teach a group of eight, 10, 20 people, right? No, I was so keen to change my life. I was trying to do something completely different that wasn't um, television at the moment. So when the interview came and they kind of explained, I was like, oh, this will be 
great if it happens. And I never thought I will. I was putting choreographies back in the days just to like for summer jobs for quinceañeras. So I felt quite confident. I was like, yeah, I can do that. But I never thought that it would be that serious. Like I never thought that Club Med will call me to actually work for them. Well, is that when, when you're in the interview, do they ask you what you, what you would like to do? Or they just said, you know what, we think you would make a good salsa instructor. We need one at Cancun. Is that what happened? No, they asked us to put, like, they gave us a quick brief about what Club Med was. And right away, I wanted to be a circus geo. And they were like, oh, you can apply to everything except circus or water ski. You need you need to learn. You need to be trained. If you don't have previous training, don't even apply. So I was like, oh, so I will put mini club, hostess, or whatever I thought that I could do. Because there's no TV production such thing in the Club Med. So I was like, oh, any other job that can take me away from Mexico City for six months, it will be good. And about how long after your interview were you called? I interview in November and they call me in May. Oh, so, wow. <laughs> okay. So, so you had to do winter, winter in Mexico City? <laughs> yeah, that's what my, I thought, because honestly, I know English is not very good, but back in the days when you live in Mexico City, you just speak in Spanish. So you don't really practice your English. So when the interview came, my English was even, it was, Sofia Vergara level 100. Oh, and really? My French, yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and From, my uh, French, modern, <laughs> modern family. Uh, yes, yes, modern family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my French, even that I learned it at school to be able to graduate from my degree, it was just not existed. So I was like, of course, they're not going to hire me because my English is not good and my French is just weak. So whatever, it's okay. I did it. I tried. So yeah, I spent six months waiting for that uncle and what do you remember about uh, arriving in cancun because you i mean you had a uh, you had i think the first um, mexican chief of village ever in clement eduardo rojas former guest on this show shout out eduardo and so do you remember arriving that first day and everything i do so i arrived to club med cancun and i actually didn't have any money on my wallet because they said they will pay for everything for me and at the moment i didn't have literally any money so I arrived to the airport and they forgot about me. <laughs> so the taxi company at the airport tried to take me and they were like, no, we'll drop you there and they will pay. And as a Mexican mentality, I was like, oh no, I'm going to get kidnapped. No way. So I called, club I called my mom. My mom called Maria Torres, who was working at the HR office. And Maria right away called Club Med and they said, and oh, really? very Mar nice. Maria Torres? Me. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. So I know Maria Torres. She helped me a lot. So Maria Torres was in the uh, HR? Maria Torres was my HR. She was my recruiter. Um, oh, she okay. Was in contact. Yeah. Shout out, Maria. <laughs> yeah, Maria saved my day because I was like, this cannot be happening. Like, this is super scary. Like, is this actually going to happen? And then she called me to calm me down and said, sorry, this was a little bit of a logistic problem. Someone will be there in five minutes. And it was in five minutes, a very nice van picked me up, someone apologizing, and then I got to Club Med Cancun. <laughs> and since the buffet was free, you could eat lunch now, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, it was it was great. Like as soon as I was in the taxi and then I saw the big entrance of Club Med and the one that would be my animation manager was in there, was waving his hands and then, I had that GM experience first time, you know, the cold towel, the the juice, the water I was like, oh my gosh, like this is going to be my job. This is pretty cool. Yeah. Do they think I'm a guest? Okay. 
yeah, like what? <laughs> I'm gonna work here, guys. <laughs> All right. So they and that was your first time inside that resort, right? Yeah, I didn't know anything about Club Med, um, not at all. Well, you do have to dance a lot, so as crazy sign, so it's a good thing you were a salsa instructor, right? <laughs> yeah, I think that came on my favorite. I am not going to lie. The first time I saw a crazy sign happening live on my first night, I arrived on a Mexican night. It was a Tuesday, so it was Mexican night. And I was like, why Why are they dancing? Why they have <laughs> this is a little bit intimidating, plus embarrassing, plus why? So I had yes. so many questions. Yes, exactly. I said the same thing. And we have to do this how many times a day? No. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, the, the first time I was like, I'm not doing that. Like, that's stupid. And then I was even emceeing. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I was like, yeah, everybody dance crazy signs. I make my own crazy signs later. So, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. And then, so if, like for salsa instructor, like what were your, what were your hours? Like you must've had set hours. So what was a typical day? Like, like when did you have to start? 11 o'clock, 10 o'clock? Yeah, so being a salsa instructor in Climate Cancun in 2011, uh, I was part of the animation team. So I will I will work with the set designer, the choreographer, all that animation team. And I will have three classes, three classes a day, like one early in the morning, just right after lunch and just before everybody will leave the village for uh, to get ready to come back for Apero. But I will start, I think, like around nine. So I will try to go... If you guys been in Club Med Cancun, Casitas is quite far. So you need to wake up very early to walk all the way into the village and have breakfast with guests. I will have quick breakfast and then start the day with any setup or breakdown and then do salsa classes. And surprisingly, a lot of people will show up for the classes like or just to dance, like especially to dance. That was fun. All right. Now, how did you handle like, say, you know, the average North American like me, I show up. I really like the music. I want to, I want a salsa, but instead of doing salsa, I'm doing salsa de gringo. So how did you, you know, teach people like that too? Was it hard? Was it harder? Did you have a certain way or did, or, or if they just felt the music, they were good on their own. Like how, I was curious how you, cause not everyone could dance, right? Or they, they might want to, but not everyone can, correct? Yeah. So what I was doing, uh, one of the hostess, she was helping me, like teaching me the way that she used to teach. So we were doing everything, you know, one, two, three, like really breaking it down to salsa in, in linea, salsa online. And that came very handy. Of course, we had some people that were been doing professional dancing and they will be like, oh, can you just play some music? Play me like we want to show up. I was like, yeah, happy time. And that will be very cool. But when I will have someone, let's say these like, have no idea. I just want to give it a try. I really like it. I think it's when I start to discover this good part on myself that I was actually good at teaching and instructing. And at the end of the week, because in Club Med Cancun, most of the people will stay a week. They will leave at least with one thing and one set of cool, cool moves. And I was like, yeah, let's do something. All right. But after a few weeks or months there, you still have this uh, dream of being a circus geo. So you start asking around. And why don't you tell the listeners what you were told when you said you wanted to be a circus geo? Yeah. So while I was there, I watched my first flying trapeze show and I saw the choreographer flying. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to do that. 
And I think everything worked on my favor that season because the geo, the circus geos that were there, there were a couple, boy and a girl, and they were leaving. They were changing villages. I think some Viper they were leaving or they were ending with Club Med. So they would need a, the girl, Kendall, she will need a replacement. And I was going after my last salsa class, running to the flying trapeze and give it a try just for fun because geos, we could do that after GMs. And they saw that I really wanted. So the circus team actually decided to train me. And from there, I start to take it more serious until they told Eduardo that I could be a good fit to be a circus geo. That was pretty cool. But were, but weren't some people at first or someone told you, like, t- why don't you tell everyone how tall you are? Oh, I'm 160 and I wasn't even 50 which is- kilos. Which is about five, which is about five feet. And did someone say to become a circus show? You were too what? Yeah, they said like, oh, well, you're too small. Like, it's not going to work. Like, look at you. You have to pull lines and you have to work the board and you look very small. I don't think you like, it's not going to happen, mate. And I was like, oh, well, I will. (laughs) So, yeah. You look so tall in your photos, though. I don't see, I don't see you as short. (laughs) Okay. I'm glad that those photos are taken in the right angle. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So eventually you do become a Circus Geo your first season, correct? That is correct. Okay. And what do you think? You you like being a Circus Geo? And honestly, in my life changed because I think if I, if I would have said no, maybe I will not even be in Australia right now. Circus, being a circus geo really changed my life and in general club met it makes me it makes me where I am and it makes me who I am right now yeah okay and roughly how many months did you stay at Cancun so I was in Cancun I remember this so clearly because it was the day before my birthday when I arrived to Cancun which was the 4th of May of 2011 and then I did, uh, let's say, like kind of three seasons in there. Yeah, three se- two and a half. Oh, two and a half okay, seasons. all right. Did any uh, interesting stories or anecdotes come out of this season before we move on to your next season? Oh yeah, Cancun was great. You know, guys, if you've been to Cancun, how is um, Albert the crocodile in there and you do water skiing? So I learned how to do water ski over there and fell up many times which it was <laughs> it was very you know like you get super anxious because you can see the crocodiles next to you but they're very placid just sleeping not paying attention so I think doing water ski in that lagoon was one of the highlights uh, maybe not that funny but it was pretty cool but I think I have a funny one the first show that my choreographer asked me to do after a week I was in Club Med was Music Factory and I was like so nervous because everything happened so fast I'm very new on a team, like whatever. So, you know, you you put all your clothes backstage and then I thought I have it all in order and I have it all under control. And then I'm changing in the dark, putting my black leotard to go outside and then single ladies go off the stage. And then I'm doing single ladies. I turn around and I can see my choreographer like she's, her face is like she's going to kill me. She was French. And I finished single ladies, I go off the stage and she's like, you're wearing your leotard backwards. It's backwards, it's backwards. So all the front ministering part, it was on the fr- it was on the front. And <laughs> I just, the ladies like that. And I was like, oh, sh-. Oops. Okay. So I, uh, 
And she wasn't very happy. <laughs> well, no, but to be fair, I all the French choreographers I had in 10 years all wanted to kill me. So, yeah, I can empathize with you. <laughs> That's because I was a bad dancer. But, okay. oh. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. Yeah. I said turn there, not there. <laughs> it, oh, I feel you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I loved all the choreographers. That was my problem. <laughs> okay. okay, in 2012, you go to Xtapa. You have a chief of village, uh, Medios Mani. Then yes. 2013, we find you in Turks and Caicos. Still, uh, always Circus Geo up until this point. Your, your chief of village is Mike Clark. Because you work in Turks and Caicos, I'm required by law to ask you if you had a JoJo encounter. I did not. No, no, no. Oh. I never saw JoJo. Okay, that's too no. bad. No. How, how long was your uh, season in Turks? Uh, six months or what? 12 months? No, mate, I was there for a year and a half. Oh, wow. I okay. I saw a Barracuda attack. <laughs> was the person wearing shiny jewelry? Because they like they, to attack people with was, shiny silver jewelry. <laughs> okay. That was exactly what happened on a day of me and my roomie. We went for a, for a dip. And then we saw this mate. He just started swimming get off the beach and it's like oh no blood everywhere and yeah but no i never saw jojo okay that's too bad i'm so sorry i know <laughs> but you're in turks and caicos you're in one of the most uh, beautiful resorts that club Ed has uh you have an australian chiva village sounds good to me no uh it was a dream come true it's, it's what i wanted because i felt like all that i was told in the interview when maria torres and vladimir were there it was becoming a reality when I arrived to Turks and I was like this is heaven wait Vladimir who is Vladimir Palacios he's called the eagle the Mexican eagle the Mexican eagle why is he called that I'm not sure but I know he was working for HR when I was there when I when I started Club Med and I remember when they mentioned about Turks in my interview that I was just an adult only and I was like oh, how does it how just adults Yes. Might not be even funny. Where are the kids? Well, yeah, it's it's, I, it's, still, it's still strange for me because I was in Cancun in 2005. So, you know, so not long after the hurricane went through it. So I only knew it as a singles village. So it was so, it's so weird to hear you say that, you know, you said earlier Cancun, you know, mini club. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they changed it. But Turks, yes, it's, it, you know, now you have to be 18 and over to go there. So what did that um after doing two family villages, did you have some period of adjustment? Not at all. I was very happy. I was very pleased to, don't take me wrong, I love kids and I think they like me. <laughs> but it was nice to not have them around. It was pretty cool. Or or the crazy parents that they want their kids to do certain stuff. That was very relieving. <laughs> that was good. So what, uh, what happened at Turks and Caicos? Did you do anything fun? I did. Uh, Turks and Caicos was a big win for me. My chief of circus from Ixtapa is pretty much the one who brought me to Turks. Uh, he talked through Mike Clark and said, I want her here. She is my best friend. She's an amazing geo. She's my double partner. Like I want her to be here. Uh, so I arrived to Turks and my chief of circus at the time, Patrick Sullivan, he couldn't stop talking about me that when I arrived, people thought that I was actually her partner, his partner. And I was like, no, 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 we're just best friends. So I was like, no, chill means my, I'm here single. Yay, great time. And I really, Turks really, it was like a dream. I had the best time ever. I was on my best 
um, circus geo um, element, I really develop much more skills than any other season. I grow so much as a flyer, as a performer. It was, I think it was definitely my best season ever. It was Turks and Caicos. Yeah. And at this point, after three seasons of, a, well, I mean, three villages of being a circus geo, did you have a certain, you don't call them tricks, right? Uh, like an angel return. Like, did you have a certain a move that you did that you were known for? Like, or, or, or yes, did you, I, do you have a favorite one? I mean, I did. Yeah. One of my favorite tricks, and I think it was my biggest achievement, was getting cut and returned a one and a half. So you do one and a half flip and you get caught by your legs, which is quite dangerous if you do it without lines because you most likely land on your neck. And my the passing leaps, I have a lot of passing leaps under my sleeve, which I'm very proud. You get caught by your leg, you said? You get caught by your legs when you do one and a half. Okay. So the character gets you from the legs, you swing all the way up to the airplane and then you come back. It's just it's just a little dangerous. I did it without lines one and it didn't really went very well because okay. we didn't get the timing well. So, yeah. Okay. All right. And moving along, after Turks, so you go to Phuket with uh, one of everyone's favorite chief of villages, Hendel. But I'm curious, yes. did you ask for Phuket or did they send you to Phuket? So the magic here is I met my partner. And he got the affectation to go to Phuket and they wanted to send me to Bintan. And then we we would wanted to see if we worked together working somewhere else that wasn't Turks and Caicos. So Ben talked to Handel because Ben Collette, who's my partner, he was working with Handel back in Lindemann. And Ben again put a good word for me, like she's great, she's good, you're gonna love her. And Handel was like, for sure, no problem, let's bring her over. So that's how it happened. What was uh, Ben's job in Club Med? Ben started as a golf instructor when he was in Lindemann. And when we were moving together, he was bartender and land, and then he moved into land sports. Oh, wow. Okay. That's quite the change. Eh? <laughs> uh, it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you get to meet Hendel for first time. Phuket, beautiful, beautiful village. First time in Asia, I'm guessing. Yeah, that was very, very exciting. I was so happy. And did you get to experience the uh, the Songkran or the Water Festival when you were there? I did. I okay. did. What a great experience. Well, until you get the flower in your eyes, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> then, that's true. And then you're like, I want to go home now. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, no, this is not fun. <laughs> so did you have a, I guess you had a great time too uh, in Phuket, right? Phuket was amazing. We were even there by the time when the king died. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah, it was very emotional. All the Thai geos, all the all the GEs. It was a very, it was a day to pretty much nobody worked that day. We have like a signing book. I remember at the entrance in the reception where everybody could sign their nice, kind words to the deceased king. So that, that was that was something. That was big. That was big for us being in, in Phuket. Yes, I... I work uh, I was working in Bintan and went to Phuket on vacation and I remember catching a movie and before the movie I don't know if this ever happened to you uh, it says please stand for the king and um everyone uh, everyone stands in the movie theater before the movie and I think that I think the national anthem came on but I I didn't know what was going on I didn't know if I was supposed to or not supposed to <laughs> so I slowly stood up so did you ever experience anything like that 
Yes, that was very strange for me as well. Like we all, we all stand up. Well, I mean, I don't know. You see everybody standing up, and you're like, well. Well, I didn't know. I, yeah, I didn't know if, because <laughs> because only Thai were allowed. Like I didn't know, so I I, I erred on the side of caution. I stood up. Okay, <laughs> I thought okay. Uh, now also, where were there like ladies that would give like really inexpensive massage and medic uh, pedicure manicure on the beach? Still, were they doing that? Uh, none of the time that I wasn't there. No, it was more like selling necklaces and shirts yeah okay there was and what was the main what was the name of that town near the club not was it not patea Patong? Uh, Patong? oh yeah so did you get Patong. to go there of course of okay. course okay. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna lie yes okay <laughs> yes fun times in Patong. yes maybe okay. not not suitable <laughs> for this podcast that's right yeah we'll skip on <laughs> <laughs> so any uh, any funny stories or anecdotes in um in phuket well, when we were trying to get a tuk-tuk back to Club Med, and they will try to charge us so much money. Oh, and yes. then... So tuk-tuks, yes, just for people who don't know, are like the cabs, the taxi cabs, but it's more like a motorcycle with a thing on it, right? Like to sit in, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. And they were so expensive, like at night, trying to go back to Club Med or just, sorry to say that, but going live just to do an arrival. And we needed to be at the reception. Uh, so we will try to get a deal and like, just go cheaper. We give you a six pack or we take food for you and just take us and try to make deals with the tuk-tuk people. It was a little bit dangerous, but I'm Mexican. That, that's been always my excuse. I'm Mexican. I can deal with this. It's like Mexico. So <laughs> <laughs> keep your money. I'll handle this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I'll do it guys. No worries. Even some people thought that I was Thai because of my skin color. Cause I was always on, in the sun. But no, just little Mexican trying to handle things Mexican way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then next season, you do actually get to Ria Bintan, where I, I spent a year as a chief of sport. And I, I love that village. It's beautiful. Your chief of village is Lydia Bacone. But here yeah. you're a choreographer. Is that right? That is correct. When I was in Phuket, I felt like I want to do something else. I felt like, oh... All that I was doing for the circus, it was good. And I just wanted to change. I wanted a new challenge. And I request to be put on the program as podgios, kgos. And they say yes. So, oh my gosh, I can't believe I forget his name. He helped me to start as a choreographer in Bintan. I forget his name. His but was it, did you have to go to a stage first to do this? And was there any A little bit. Okay. A little bit in Phuket, like briefly, and then really in Bintan was like, you got this, do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> did you have a favorite part of the Bintan? Like, was it the uh, infinity pool? Like, what did you have a favorite area of that village that you liked? I think I mean, I, I mean besides I like the spa, the, which I also liked. I love the, the spa. Right. I think that was fascinating that the food was a little bit different than, than Phuket. And I really liked that. The restaurant was beautiful. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, the one and the one by the beach too, right? Uh, yeah. There was one beautiful. and of course, but you know, depending on lunchtime, the, the monkeys would come to Try and take food off your plate, and they're pretty big, so you let them. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, you you don't want to mess up with them. That was my first. Um, that was when I started getting a relationship with the monkeys. Yeah, I I wasn't afraid of them. I will fight them. I did that in Sheraton. <laughs> 
Okay, we'll get yeah, we'll get we'll get to the monkey fight and chair thing in a bit. Well, no, I, I wasn't either till one day I was walking with my girlfriend at the time there, and we're walking on the beach, and one came out, two came out, and they're following us. And all of a sudden, there was thirty of them following us. And then, if you have thirty wild monkeys following you, it gets pretty. It got pretty tense. Like we didn't know what was going to happen. So yeah. yeah, I got I got I got a little freaked out when it was that many. One or two, no, but uh, yikes. Uh, so. No, thank you. No, thank you. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then you go to Ixtapa, I think, just for one month in 2015 with uh, Juju Letraz, because I yes. think you're kind of in this transition, right? You're you're helping out at the uh, resort in Ixtapa. What are you what are you doing for that one month? Yeah, that's correct. That You know, like sometimes you have to wait a little bit longer for your visa papers to get ready for your next village. And mine were taking a little bit longer. So Juju, Juju asked me, are you in Mexico? I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, you want to come for a month? I'm like, sure. So I went to help a circus team again. They were also in the transition of some geos leaving and new ones arriving. So I was filling up for a month and then it, I think it turned into maybe two by the time that I was helping in there. And again, Ixtapa is home. Ixtapa is great. I always had a great time. The sun, I think Ixtapa has the best sunset that I ever seen. Like the, be the best heart. The best sunset. What? So Sunset. Oh, oh, really? Okay. Okay. When the sun goes down behind the island, it's mm -hmm. just super beautiful. The colors of the sky is just so good. So good. Did you, uh, while you were there for that month, did you have time to learn a sport or something that you never learned before? Like, Not like really. Scuba, like I scuba think... diving or something? I don't know. I, I, I don't learned actually... how to do scuba in Turks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Which was, cool. oh, it was great. Yeah. Okay. So I think... That little period in, in Ixtapa was more just to go have fun because I was coming from a choreographer kind of, I want to be entertainment manager goal. So doing a little bit of circus was like, oh, this is my happy place. I feel so good and comfortable, happy time. Okay. So your your paperwork finally comes through. You're going to Cheriting. We're going to get to the monkey fight. Uh, so <laughs> around 2016. So you're back with uh, Lydia Bacone, your chief of village from Bintan. And uh, here you're, uh, you start off as an assistant animation manager, correct? That is correct. At that time, I was like taking my job. Not that I ever took it serious, but now you are more like in the behind the scenes in terms of back office. So I was very happy to be able to create more and see it reflected either on the stage or on events. And I was helping, trying to get more involved in how to do everything on the behind the scenes for the entertainment team. And because we were very close to um, Kuala Lumpur, we went to an, an event for the French embassy. We were invited, ClubMed was invited. And Lydia asked me to organize all that event with the French embassy. And that was kind of like my test, my challenge, and I didn't know. And at the end of the event, everything went so well that we, we had a cheers all together. And Lydia said, and well, I just want to announce that this was your big challenge and you absolutely nailed it. So I want to tell you that as soon as the entertainment manager leaves, like I think it was like in three, four weeks, you will be the next entertainment manager in the village. And I was so, so happy. I was very, very happy. Now, are you saying that you you um, you performed, you organized something at the French embassy? Yeah, in Kuala Lumpur. What's, so it like? we, what's, what's it like yeah. going to a, I've never been to an embassy. What's it like going to an embassy? Well, it's not, 
not big deal. It's full of French people. So it was like having a French rental village. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and you're, I assume, I assume by now your, your French is better than it was in 2011. Oh, it was very good. I will get along very well. People will understand me. We'll do a few corrections. I will say my French and then even my Quebecois got all right. Which oh, was really? Beautiful. Oh, you, you speak <laughs> Quebecois too. All right. All right. Good. Which, yeah, which was <laughs> It was surprising. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I can't ask you to speak it because you're probably going to swear in Quebecois if I ask you. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the only thing okay. that comes to mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, cool. And uh, then you become also at one point you become you you switch to animation manager right in the same season, right? That is correct. I was the official entertainment manager when I was there in Cheratin, and I did that for for the year that I was in there. Okay, now what did this monkey do to you, Marifer, that you got mad you had to fight it? <laughs> you take so your sunglasses? We... <laughs> <laughs> so now we were doing a fruit passage uh, once a week, and we walk around with fruit that is uncovered. So the... what do you think is going to happen? Well, monkey's going to follow us everywhere we walk in the, in the center of the village to get some fruit. And the monkeys were can stop following us. So the, the fruit passage was kind of falling apart. And we were dressed on animal print stuff. So we were look like animals carrying fruit. So I was getting a little bit pissed off because it was a good day to get fruit for all our GMs. So I have my big fruit, uh, my big plate of fruit. It was actually watermelon. And I'm wearing monkey ears. Of course, I'm the one wearing the monkey ears. So I turn around and I can see the monkeys on the roof and they're showing their feet to me, like, you know, like this aggressive, like, like they want to jump on me. And then I just put the fruit away and I was doing the same. And I was like, and I was screaming at them. And all the geos were like, no, Marifere, stop. You're going to get the megway. They're going to come to you. And I was just like getting, I, I don't know, like this super angry face. And the monkeys were like making noises towards me. And I was making noises to them. All the geos by this time, they're running back into the kitchen. And I'm just there <laughs> trying to fight to let up, leave us alone to do the, the fruit passage. <laughs> well, the geos took off on you. <laughs> yeah, they were like, no, you're crazy. They're going to jump yeah, on yeah. us. And I was like, no, it's a fruit. <laughs> I'm Fair. I'm from Mexico. I got this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the monkey's going to hurt me. <laughs> Woo. And uh, how long were you in Charating for? Sorry. Um, I'm pretty sure I was there for, for a year and a bit. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm sure you saw your share of rainy days, I imagine. Oh, my God. Like, what? So as animation manager, did you have a rainy days program? Okay. Yikes. I, I, hated, have... I hated those. But, but... Okay. Yeah. When it's rainy season, you know, like, you can't get rid of it. It's like theater, 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 theater. Sheraton is a great village that is built for rain. So we have a lot of big areas that they're built under on the cover so that that's pretty good and allows you to try to do more things so that that was quite helpful that was good okay and then i think you go to extapa now the third time 2017 <laughs> chief of village jose luis and you're like chief of animation chief of village potential correct that is correct yeah and again back home uh going back to extapa with Jose, which was great because Jose Luis and I, we were working as geos in 2011. He was a tennis instructor and I was a salsa instructor. So then we 
we will get to see each other again. And he now is chief of village and I'm a potential, like I want to be chief of village. So it was great to to work together again after like so many years that we didn't know about each other. And then he was my my manager. That was that was pretty cool. And what uh, what was the season like? Was it a six month season or a year? Uh, I did a year. I did a year over there. It was good. I, I realized how much Ixtapa was changing. And I think one of my favorite things about Ixtapa was that I was able to see GMs that I met on my first season in there. So they will keep coming every year. And then I get to see them again with their kids growing and the kids remember me. That was amazing. That was so good. And their family to me now, like I still in touch with them and their kids. So Ixtapa, Ixtapa was good. It was tough because when you want to get serious and you want to get higher uh, on any job, uh, of course, you have much more responsibilities, much more things to learn. And I was ready for the challenge, but it, I, it was fun and it was tough at the same time. Okay. Now, I, I mentioned in your intro that you've been living in Australia for the last four years. Do you have you have some time to talk about that a bit? Because I, I love Australia. I spent a year there. So would uh, do you have time to talk about that? Let's do that. Okay, so yeah, so you're in this, you're in the New South Wales. I love, I love the names, even for me, whose first language is English. I have a hard time pronouncing some of the towns in Australia, like Wollamaloo, and you're in a place called. Oh boy, do you know? Can you pronounce it? Because I can't. Wamberal. Okay. So, so living, uh, getting there, was you any kind of a uh, culture shock? Did you experience anything like that? Like uh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Like, like what? I love us. Oh, I was like, oh my god. Um, so where where we are is it's a small place on the beach. So it feels like it's a holiday place, but it's not because everybody in Australia lives pretty much on the beach here. Uh, a lot of retirement homes. So I found a lot of old people around, and I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? Of course, food. Um, there's not a street tacos twenty four hours here, <laughs> which is sad. What? Um, <laughs> like it's like what my stores here close at 5 p.m like okay. if you didn't want to buy something at 5 p.m forget about it it's closed go tomorrow morning it's like what why <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's just different well they might have not had uh, taco trucks but did they have uh, meat pies because meat pies are a big thing there right do you, do you like meat pies now i do yeah they have meat pies around i do that i do do that yeah i like them and uh, when you got there, to because it's hard, like I said, I, I speak English, but when I got to Australia, I, I was having a hard time getting the accent, right? And and there's Aussie English dictionaries, like 300 page Aussie. So yeah. it's almost like another language, <laughs> even though it's English, right? It is, absolutely. It, it was tough. I think I realized how much big effort my Aussie friends were making for me to understand it better. And then I get here and I I think like I got this, and then you arrive, and then I again I have to go. I have to get you. Good good morning, yeah, good night. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, hi. Um, may I have a a coffee? Yeah, flat white latte. Like all, even the coffees have different names, and I was like, "What's going on? Just give me a coffee with milk." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was different. The, yeah. the one that always threw me was instead of saying "How are you doing?" they'd say "How are you going?" and I'm like, "Yeah, uh, going." My car? What do you ask? I'm walking. I don't know. What are you asking me? You know, okay. What do never, you want? I can never get that one. How are you going? Yeah. <laughs> I get it now. I'm very proud. I get it now. <laughs> oh yeah, four years. It's a that's a nice time. 
so uh, yeah all right cool then you have a uh so i think we talked about uh, you have a favorite wine or beer there that you that you like i do i really like stone and wood that's a very nice one it's a it's a nice beer and there is also one we have a place not far away from here called byron bay and byron oh, bay has a beer. Yes. Byron have you, Bay. Have you have you been there to Byron? I oh I've been to Byron and it's it's a super cool place. I really like it. I don't think I could live there, but I go on holidays there. It's very nice. Did you Byron. run into the Chris Hemsworth while you were there? Not me, but no? I know someone oh. very close to my family that actually been in his house and everything. What? Wait, hold up. Yeah. Your family? Your family in Mexico like, has been in Chris Hemsworth's um, house? No, so Super quick, Ben Brock yeah. is a famous actor, and he's been surrounded what? by Chris Hemsworth. Wait, who who's the famous actor? Uh, ben, my partner, his brother. Yes. His brother is a famous actor. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. They know they know each other. Yeah. Oh, cool. Nice. <laughs> wow. That's Wolf. Yeah. Thor himself. Wolf. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Now. Um, Here's the part I like to know, like who you, who you, Maddie Fair, enjoyed uh, working with. So, or you know, it could be a geo, chief of service, chief. That doesn't matter. Who who did you like working with? Who I like working with. I I really have a very special place in my heart for Mike Clark. Mike, I think we worked for quite a long time, and we even have a chat that we call Turks Familia. So I guess all that that season that I'm making in Club Med Turks, it really became my very, very good friends. We are friends on even now. We talk to each other, we go to each other's weddings. Um and Mike was one of the engines that make that group. So I really Mike is it's my good mate. Very nice. And uh, who who else did you like working with? Who else? Handel. I still bringing handle quotes and handle ways back to my now. Oh, really? Give yeah. me, give me some quotes. I haven't heard them in a while. Um, I think one of my favorite ones is when he used to say like the village is not going to fall off if you have a day off. Like, so <laughs> okay. But... And I will did, always appreciate that. Did he, did, yeah, did he, did he, my favorite. And I actually, I actually uh, stitched, embroidered it on a hat when we went to the uh, XGO2 reunion was if you can't, I'll, I'll start it. You see if you can finish it. If you can't yeah. ha- handle it, you better. Handle it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite one. Okay. Yay. Oh yeah. Okay. Honestly, I think for the chief of villages that they really put something in my brain. I try to even bring it back to these days. Club Med, it was part of my life and I try to bring it over every time I can and making a comparison of like, oh, they used to said this and they were great leaders or great examples for me. And I try to bring it back to my everyday work here in Australia. And I, I really appreciate that. Okay. So after, after leaving Club Med, did you find that now that you have time to think about it, was there is there anything you miss about it? Like, is there three things, one thing? Do you I miss, mean, uh, you miss like having your meals cooked so you don't have to do dishes, you know? I mean, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, I, I was actually enjoying it more than now. 
Like I'd rather get somewhere and the food is ready, but I don't mind it. I miss performing. I miss being on the stage. That That's one of the things that I miss. I miss the sense of community that everybody gets you really quick and that I will open my geo room door and I will have someone outside either cooking for the day of or having a beer at the geo building. And then everybody will get you because we were all in the same environment. So you didn't need to make an effort for everybody to understand you. And I think the sense of community is what I, I miss the most. Okay, that's beautiful. Okay, we mentioned crazy signs uh, from your first season. So, you know, judging by your reaction, which was like my, my first season, what is this? Why am I doing it? But after, I'm sure even like me, I might have a favorite one. I'm not going to say which one, but so I'm curious, do you have a top three favorite crazy signs? I think I do. <laughs> oh, all right, let me hear it. I always like Muevelo. Mm. I always like it. Yeah. Oh, really cool. Because yeah. I also grow with that song and then it would become a crazy sign. And I'm like, this is pretty cool. So I like Muevelo. Absolutely everybody. Oh, yes. That's my favorite too. We did that <laughs> Olymp- well, that came out for the Olympics. I was in Australia for the Olympics. So oh, I thought, I this is such a good song. <laughs> Fair enough. And it doesn't matter where I am. They put it in a wedding when I was in Mexico uh, last year, uh, this year. They put gala and Ben oh. and I we were dancing and in the middle of the dance floor <laughs> around 200 people from Monterrey. They were they had no idea what was going on. And Ben and I we were like, everybody move. We got this. Let us dance gala. And that was <laughs> Yeah, it was great. And people was like, okay, let's join them. They're having fun. And we were Ooh, la, 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 la. like, I can see, I still saying those words, you know, like, yeah, they're never going to get off your brain. <laughs> Would you ever, yeah, I was going to ask you if you ever found yourself in a grocery store or driving in your car and a, and a crazy sign song comes on and you have to stop yourself from dancing in the frozen food aisle. Has this ever happened to you? Absolutely. I'll do it. And I don't care. I encourage Ben <laughs> if he's with me to do it. And if not, I'm like shaking my shoulders with the trolley, like, nay, I know this one. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. You got to dance like no one's watching, right? That's what they say. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? Like, I don't care. I I think Love Met taught me that. I don't care. (laughs) I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, Ask another question for you. I'm trying to find out if one of your seasons was magical or maybe you don't use that word. Like I'm trying to find out was one more special than the others. I mean, you could like them all for certain reasons, but I was just curious if your first one, uh, because it was your uh, first one was magical in any way, or you, or you use magical for another season. I think if we're, if we're going to say that about the first season, it, it was because it was my first, everything, my first, everything for everything in club med. And I am so glad that I had the chance, even if the, the phone call took six months to arrive, <laughs> to to be part of that geo team in Club Med. I learned everything over there. Like it really, it was a great way to be presented. It was a tough village because it's massive. I, I'm very glad that it was actually Cancun and not Ixtapa, my first village, because I, I went into a bang bang in in Cancun. Yeah, it was magical. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Okay, Marifa, you have time for one more question? Let's do it. Why not? Okay. 
so you worked from roughly, you know, 2011 to 2018. And I'm just curious, like, was there anything you would change? Would you do it all over again if you could? I don't know if I will do it all over again, but I will do one more season. Yeah, okay, absolutely. So, you wouldn't, so you're glad that you you went to that interview. You, you're glad they called you. You're glad you went to Cancun. Like, you're glad that you, you worked at Club Med rather than, you know, not give it a try and regret it later, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I will always be happy. Like, it's part of my life and I will always be grateful. And if someone's listening to this and, and is thinking about applying to Club Med, should they? I think they should. Absolutely. It's going to change your life. It's going to make you a better person. Absolutely. Do it. Don't doubt it. Just go for it. Do it. And don't be afraid of the monkeys. Not at all. Just show okay. your teeth. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay. Well, Maddie Fair, I, I can't thank you enough for, for saying yes. So, uh, and sharing your story with us here today. Like I'm, I'm so happy that, uh, that you agreed, agreed to do this and uh, we get to know you and the people that haven't heard your voice in a while, I'm sure are going to love hearing your new accent now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Please tell me how do I sound later on? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but really, th thank you so much for, uh, for sharing your story with us today. It was very kind of you. Thank you. Muchas gracias, Greg. I really appreciate what you're doing and I encourage other ex-GEOs to share your stories as well. Muchas, muchas gracias, Greg. Cheers. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, if it ever comes up in your turquoise chat, if anyone would like to, just tell them to reach out to me. No problem. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to bombard your chat. So you you I'll ask you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Happy time. Everyone, thank that you. was thank you. That was the one and only Marifer Calderon from Mexico, now in Aussie. And we will see you all next week with another installment. So here's where we say goodbye to everyone, Marifer. Excellent. Bye-bye, everyone. Adios. Bye.